What is up, everybody, to the nations worldwide? This is the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money, living that digital nomad lifestyle. We're your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a digital nomad lifestyle, traveling the world while earning an income, get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other, and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. We have begun our Travel Couple Book Club, so be sure to check it out at our website, www.travelcouplepodcast.com, to see the books we are reading about travel, relationships, and business following the themes of our podcast. Today, we have two very special guests, John Lee Dumas and Kate Erickson. Now, these two have inspired me to create this podcast. They have created a business from their own podcast titled Entrepreneur on Fire, where John Lee Dumas interviews an entrepreneur every day of the week. They've built a massive audience and created several other products from this, including Podcasters Paradise, where you can learn how to build your podcast from scratch. They've also created two journals, the Freedom Journal and the Mastery Journal, where you can learn to conquer your goals and master your productivity. And they've created so many more things. Every month, they break down their finances on their podcast from their expenses to their incoming earnings to really show you how you can follow this lifestyle. Their online business has allowed them the freedom to travel and work from wherever they need to. The interview is broken up into two separate interviews, first with John Lee Dumas and second with Kate. So without further ado, here is our interview. Today we are joined by the master of podcasting, the entrepreneur on fire himself, John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire. Hello, JLD, and welcome to the show. Michael, I am glad to be here, brother, and prepare to ignite. Awesome. Let's just get started here and jump right into travel. So I wanted to have yourself and Kate on the show because you two are a, tra- you are a couple that started a business in, that allows you to travel the world and still work on that business. That's all what this podcast is about. So first to start off, where were you last? Where are you now? And where are you traveling to next? I was last in Nashville, Tennessee for a nice one-day mastermind. And I was preceded by uh, for three weeks uh, by that in a little San Diego trip, where I'm preceded by that by a main trip. And now I'm back in Puerto Rico, which is where I live. It's my home. And my next trip is actually going to be to Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, sorry, no, Savannah, Georgia for a bachelor party. Oh, beautiful. Let's just talk a little bit about Puerto Rico here just for a second. Give our listeners one thing that they should definitely check out when they visit. I would definitely have said six months ago, you have to check out El Yunque, which is the only rainforest in the United States of America. It was gorgeous, but unfortunately I say was because 
Hurricane Maria absolutely devastated that rainforest. And from what we're hearing, it actually might not be fully back ever in our lifetimes. Like it will be back, of course. It is Mother Nature. But uh, these things, these natural disasters take time. So um, instead of that, what I would recommend is the Bioluminescent Bay, which is on an island off the coast of Puerto Rico, still part of Puerto Rico. It's called Vieques Islands. You can go there and you can go to what's called the Bioluminescent Bay and you go there at night and it's just this bay that has all these phosphorus lights and plankton and as you're paddling, like you're just seeing um, these lights that are amazing in the ocean because of all these phytoplankton that are lighting up and you're seeing the fish as they're swimming at night because as they move through the water, they're lighting up these phytoplankton. It's just such a cool experience the bioluminescent bay in Vieques. I know exactly what you're talking about. That place is beautiful. That's an excellent recommendation. Let's get into this because I know you and Kate have traveled quite a bit and even done your podcast in various locations. But traveling together, what has been your worst travel experience together? Worst travel experience together, I will have to say, uh, one time we were coming back from uh, Cebu, Philippines, and we just had this 11-hour layover that ended up turning into like a 17-hour layover, and we were just in the airport, and we still had this like monumental flight all the way across the Pacific back home, and so just knowing that we still had this incredibly long flight in the air, yet we were just stranded at this airport waiting for that flight to take off for what turned out to be 17 hours, yeah. just turned out to be incredibly brutal. And, uh, you know, if we'd been able to like go to a hotel room and chill out, it might have been different, but it just kept getting delayed, delayed, delayed. So it just turned out to be a really horrible experience. And so by the time we got on the plane, you know, for that cross-Pacific flight, you know, we were just already beat down and we hadn't even started this flight yet. So then it just turns, you know, this flight into the extra eternity of what it was. Right. No kidding. Yeah. Nobody likes those long haul flights. So drawing from that energy now, going through those bad moments together as a couple, how do you feel traveling or even starting a business uh, together that has that allows you to travel while you work on it. How has that affected your relationship? You know, I think it's important to to be pretty blunt, see the worst side of people pretty early on, uh, if you're significant other, because life's gonna happen. You know, if you have kids together or you're living together long enough, like you're gonna see the worst side of that person. So let's get to that sooner than later. And there's nothing that can bring out the worst side of people like travel because when things do go wrong, they really go wrong and you're far from home and you're tired and you're sick and you know, you just want to go home but at the same time you want to be, you know, you know, having this fun vacation and travel and trip you would look forward to so much. So it's just like this concoction of emotions that can really bring out the worst in people. And you know, that's why I think it's important to, uh, to say, man, can I really be with this person at their worst? And if the answer is yes, then uh, I think you've got a pretty special relationship. And so when I got to see Kate at her worst and she got to see me at my worst and we uh, still wanted to be with each other even after that, I think that was a pretty good sign that uh, we can make it through uh, the, the ups and the downs. I couldn't agree with you more. We always say there's nothing like travel to really strengthen or tear apart our relationship, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Uh, we talked a little bit about a good place in Puerto Rico to go together, uh, to travel to. But what about a place that you have, Kate, have been to anywhere in the world? Give us a recommendation on a destination for couples. I would say Prague uh, would be the go-to. And I'm going to say Prague because I think Kate will probably say Cinque Terre in Italy, which is amazing as well. So okay. I'll say Prague. Because it was just so cool to be like in this Eastern uh, European country um, that, you know, frankly has gone through some really tough times and to just see, you know, where it's at now and to take some incredible walks in the old town of Prague and to go on some audio walking tours was really fascinating and really cool and just kind of to experience that whole thing. You know, I just really enjoyed that vibe, that culture, and um, definitely would love to go back. You know, that kind of makes me want to visit places like Budapest and Bratislava, like, right. because of that travel. Yes. Any other advice you want to recommend uh, couples out there to travel together or that travel together? Any advice for them? You know, I would say the best advice I could have is, you know, just make sure that you're planning excursions that you both have interest in. Like, I don't think it should be, right. you know, like a, a tit for tat kind of thing where like you're getting dragged somewhere that you hate going. And then in return, like you're going somewhere that you don't want to go because it's going to make him or her more comfortable or like really excited about that. Like, I really think you should just plan things that you both like doing and just do those um, things together. And then if you really want to do something that the other person doesn't want anything, any part of, then you know, just, you know, maybe break off from each other. You know, you don't have to be together the entire time. I mean, I personally don't like couples that just feel like they're attached to the hip and they can't be a day without each other. Like, I really love the fact that Kate and I work really well together, but we also work really well apart. You know, she's right. taking vacations back to San Diego and I've gone back to Maine and like we've, you know, we can thrive in those scenarios. So I think you should be able to do that as a couple as well, in my opinion. I think it really can be healthy. And, you know, I went on some pretty cool adventures. Like I did, you know, a bungee jump in New Zealand that Kate wanted no part of. But, you know, <laughs> I wanted to do it. I did the bungee jump and I'm really glad I did. And I don't have like now this bitterness or resentment that like Kate didn't let me do the bungee jump or she wouldn't do it so I couldn't do it she yeah. didn't want to do it she didn't do it I wanted to I did it and I loved it awesome okay so let's dive right in here to entrepreneur on fire now you started this podcast and it has exploded into so many different things that you're doing right now you've got physical products digital products you've got so many other things on the go first off when you started the podcast, I know you've said in other interviews, other talking about it, that you wanted it to be a business. But did you envision it as it is today? You know, I definitely had the vision of Entrepreneur on Fire being my business, the foundation of everything that I did, you know, that would allow me to grow um, a revenue stream that I could live on and be very happy on. I mean, did I think that it was going to grow into the multiple millions of dollars so quickly and, and maintain that level for so long? No, I, I can't honestly say I didn't think it was going to be that. I mean, was I hoping that I was going to be making a couple hundred thousand dollars doing what I enjoy doing and living a good lifestyle because of it? Yeah, like that was a real realistic hope that I thought I could achieve. Um, so it definitely has exceeded my expectations, um, but I think it's just one of those things where you know, you can uh, swing the bat, you can kind of connect and you can get lucky sometimes. But of course, luck is where effort meets opportunity and, you know, have a couple of things fall your way. And next thing you know, I mean, you're, you're running a pretty cool lifestyle business. Definitely. So you've got these two products, the Freedom Journal and the Mastery Journal. 
one about accomplishing your goals and one about productivity. What is something that you can tell our listeners to get a handle on these things, to accomplish your goals and to master your productivity? How did you do that for yourself? Well, I'll start with the goals. I just realized interviewing now over 2,000 entrepreneurs that so many of my listeners were struggling with one of the main things that my guests of my show, successful entrepreneurs, were just knocking out of the park, and that was setting and accomplishing goals. So I wanted to create a tool, a guide, that would allow my listeners to achieve and accomplish that feat that so many successful entrepreneurs accomplish, and that is to set and accomplish a meaningful goal. So that gave me the idea to launch the Freedom Journal, Accomplish Your Number One Goal in 100 Days, We launched that back in January of 2016 on Kickstarter, and it became the third most funded Kickstarter campaign of all time. It did $453,000 in just 33 days, which was really cool. And then um, I was getting a lot of feedback that year of how much people loved the Freedom Journal and how great it was for them, but they were saying kind of, now what? I've now accomplished my number one goal thanks to the Freedom Journal in 100 days, um, but what's the next step? And I realized that it's now time for people to really focus on their daily productivity, that discipline, and that focus, like really taking those three skills and applying it to their life. So I created the Mastery Journal so people can master productivity, discipline, and focus in 100 days. I mean, those are my three greatest strengths, and now I've put down in a journal a guide on how you can master those three as well, And it's my best work, to be honest with you. Like, I'm incredibly proud of the Mastery Journal. I think it's just done amazing things for a lot of people. And um, I'm just excited to see, uh, you know, where we go next. Amazing. Okay, give us one, your number one thing that has helped your podcast grow to this extent. (sighs) Caring about my listeners. Honestly, that's the biggest thing. Like, when my listeners email me when they DM me on Instagram when they send me Facebook messages I respond to them I thank them personally I'm grateful for them I'm just really happy that they're listening to my podcast and I don't take it for granted and I let them know and so just caring about my listeners that's the biggest thing that's led to my success and as one of those listeners I can definitely feel it well thank you There you have it, JLD of Entrepreneur on Fire, sharing his journey and his vision with you today. I want to say a special thank you to JLD. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, brother. It was a delight. Now I just want to hand the floor over to you. Anything you want to let our audience know and where they can check you out. You know, all the magic for us happens at eofire.com. You you can subscribe to the podcast there. We also have incredible free courses over there, free courses on podcasting, webinars, funnels, goals, um, productivity. Like We got it all over there for you. So definitely check it out, eofire.com. And uh, thanks for having me today. Today we are joined by Kate Erickson, a part of the Entrepreneur on Fire team and the host of Kate's Take. We are joined... Thank you for joining us, Kate Erickson. Michael, thanks so much for having me here. Let's just get started a little bit and uh, let's just jump into our travel questions. So, where were you last, Kate? Where are you now? And where are you traveling to next? 
Okay, the last place I was was Fort Lauderdale, Florida. That was just a connection from San Diego, actually. <laughs> I am currently in Puerto Rico. And the next place I am traveling is, I believe, Newark, New Jersey for a wedding. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so traveling together with John, because you guys work, uh, you guys have your own business that allows you to travel kind of when you want. What has been the most rewarding travel experience together? Oh, gosh, it would have to have been May 2014 when we took a, a five country trip to Europe. And that was such an amazing experience. And I say it was even though we've had so many other incredible travel experiences, I would I point to that one because we were pretty early on in our business at that point, May 2014. He launched September 2012. So we weren't even two years into the business yet. Um, but we dedicated to ourselves that we were going to take that trip completely unplugged from our business, which we had never done before. So when we took that trip and we were gone for, I think, two weeks, um, completely unplugged and we came back and we generated the same amount of revenue that we had the month before. And that was just like such a rewarding experience to have gotten to do that travel, to see so many new places, to have such rich um, experiences in those places and to know all the while that our business was like set up and running without us all the while. So that was really, really cool. Definitely. That's that's amazing because that's such a milestone for you as well. Have you guys been able to do the same since be able, being able to unplug completely from your business and travel? Well, you know what? We definitely could, but... I I can honestly say that we've by choice decided not to just because we've kind of upped our game a little bit. <laughs> yep. And yep, now for when sure. now when we travel, we travel from like 4 to 8 weeks at a time. And so um and and we just love our business so much. We're so grateful and and you know lucky for that that I don't know that I would want to go away for four to eight weeks and, <laughs> and, and be totally unplugged because, you know, we love what we do. Um, so it's been a, a really great choice that we can still go on vacations and like we will travel and we'll have, you know, four or five days in a row where we're not doing work. But then um, usually we'll plan like maybe a full work day if we're going to be in a, in a um, one place for like five or six days, like maybe four of those days we'll be all out exploring and, and we'll be unplugged and then we'll spend like mm -hmm. one or two days just like really, you know, focusing and getting things done in the business. Definitely. Awesome. Okay. So how about this? What traveling together with John, what has been your most awkward, embarrassing or hilarious travel experience? <laughs> <laughs> I don't this probably wasn't like very awkward or silly for John but when we did that Europe trip back in 2014 <laughs> I'm like, you know, getting prepared for the trip and I'm, I'm asking him which of my suitcases I should take. And he was like, 
we are not taking suitcases. We are taking backpacks. <laughs> like we're not checking bags. That's not how this works. And so yeah. that was kind of like number one for me being like, oh darn, I totally dropped the ball thinking that we were like taking roller bags with us. So I was kind of embarrassed about that. But then yep. to add to it, I bought my backpack and no joke, the looks that I got walking through the airport with this backpack because Michael, I stuffed it so full. I'm shocked that they let me carry it on the plane. It was that big. So <laughs> it really yeah. wasn't probably like the only embarrassing part for John was probably that I had to have him figure out how to get it in the bins overhead. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's great. Okay. So how about turning this another direction and asking you what has been your worst travel experience? Wow. You know, this might sound kind of cliche. Um, we've had like some snafus and some weird things happen along our travels, you know, like mm -hmm. checking into Airbnbs that are not what we expected or, um, you know, showing up for like a all day activity or something that just really didn't turn out to be what we thought it was going to be. But yep. I can honestly say that I guess it would have to be like airport related or something because even things that have happened within cities or within different countries that we've traveled to, um, I, I kind of look at it as an experience in and of itself. You know, it's kind of like some of the things that I look back on. Like we went to Puerto Vallarta with some friends of ours and it was kind of like a travel slash mastermind thing that we were doing. And we mm -hmm. were there for like six days. And one morning we woke up super early to go out for a day trip and we had to have our passports. Um, I don't even remember why we needed our passports, but um, we had put our passports and all of our cash in the safe. And, um, you know, it's like 6 a.m. We're all super tired and like, why did we plan this all day trip so early in the morning? And yep. we went to go get into the safe and the safe had like died, like the battery or something in it had oh, died. No. So we couldn't get into our safe. So like, yeah. you know, I've had like stuff like that happen, but I look back on it and it's kind of like in retrospect, funny. <laughs> it wasn't mm -hmm, funny mm -hmm. at the time. But it's kind of things like th that that I think make the experience. So, I mean, I've never had anything like a, a really bad illness or a sickness or anybody getting like majorly hurt or anything like that. So I'm very grateful for that. Excellent. So just trans transitioning into our next segment where we talk about relationships. How do you move past those things together when you're traveling? Do you have... Do you and John have a certain way of just getting past the worst things that happen to you? I think that we both have a really good way of calming each other down. Um, like each of us can be kind of intense on our own. But I think that I, I love the way that our relationship is because like if John comes to me and he's kind of freaking out about something or if I come to him and I'm kind of freaking out about something, I think mm -hmm. the other one of us is able to be like, okay, this is like John's time to freak out. I'm not going to because both of us can't freak out at the same time. Otherwise, this doesn't work. <laughs> right. And so that's been um, a blessing for sure. Yep. Um, but, you know, I guess it's not really something that we've ever necessarily talked about before. But I appreciate that each of us kind of has that understanding about it. And having that balance is so key. And, and like you said, uh, one 
part of the couple if if they're able to kind of balance out the other one when they're freaking out is just it's so important to have in that relationship yeah definitely so how about travel how has it affected yours and john's relationship I feel like it's definitely brought us closer together because things that you experience while you're traveling and out of your normal routine, um, A, I think can really like spice things up a little bit because, you know, if you're Mm -hmm. just like always in a daily routine and always doing the same things over and over again, um, you kind of get just used to it and and maybe in some cases kind of complacent in your relationship and so i think that travel has really helped us just kind of like have those fun new experiences together and have like different situations that we're in together which i which i feel in a lot of ways you know to your point before um kind of tests your relationship in some ways. And so the fact that John and I have been on trips together and and been in those situations where I'm really freaking out or where he's really freaking out and like we've gotten Mm -hmm. through that together, um, you know, that that has really, I think, brought us much closer together. And I'm sure you can relate, Michael. I mean, sharing some of those experiences together, like I remember when we were in Barcelona and we went to Gaudi's um, Sagrada Familia and Mm -hmm like John and I walked in that church together and, and I've, I've never had, like, I've always heard um, people say that they've had their breath taken away, but, and, and I've said it too about things, but never have I actually felt that. And I felt that when we walked into that church together and like the people that you experience these things with, I think are make a huge difference. So that's been such a blessing for our relationship as well. Definitely. And that place is incredible. When we walked in there, it, our breath was taken away as well. Yeah. It's so it's such like, I mean, you can't even describe it, right? I know. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So continuing from that, do you have a, a destination that you and John have been to that you would recommend to couples? Oh, gosh. I, I, re- I love every place that we've been together. Yep. Um, so I guess it kind of depends on what type of traveler you are. Um, Paris sure. was really amazing. I totally saw like the romance and the quaintness and um, just like laid back vibe of that city. I really enjoyed um, sharing that with John. Mm-hmm. Um, New Zealand was really cool to experience New Zealand together. It was much more of like action oriented, like let's go, right. go, 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 go. Um, yep. and that was really cool for that aspect of things. Um, Queenstown, especially I absolutely love that place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess those are two that come to mind, Paris and Queenstown. Definitely. Very good recommendations. Now let's talk about, uh, your journey because you've had quite Quite an interesting journey, and, I, and I'll link the blog post in the show notes for our listeners to really get an idea of your uh, your professional journey. But mm. what what made you take that leap, that entrepreneurial leap, and to, to start your own business, Kate? Yeah, so that's kind of a doozy of a story. Um, but the the short of it is that I had been in a, a corporate position for about three and a half years. I was at the very bottom of the ladder in the department that I was in, which I was okay with. I was definitely willing to put in my time um, mm-hmm. and prove myself. 
um, which I felt that I did over and over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, And after those three and a half years, I was finally in a position where I was offered a a promotion and I was super excited about it. And it had kind of come out of nowhere. So I was like really grateful for it. And I was told that I had the position if I wanted it. And um, so I, I did an interview with the hiring manager and everything. And, uh, you know, looking back on it, it, it was like it kind of fell into my lap. Like looking back on it, I realized that I didn't really put myself out there, or do anything to necessarily go out and get that for myself. Like my manager just brought it to me, um, mm-hmm. which has has played a huge role in, in my growth over the past few years, kind of realizing things like that about myself before. But um, I uh, was waiting for a call back from the hiring manager to say that I got the promotion. And when she called me back, she, instead of making me an offer, um, told me that they were going to be hiring outside the company for that position, mm-hmm. um, which was totally heartbreaking and really frustrating. And like my range of emotions was literally all over the place. Um, And I don't even know if I included this part of the story in uh, the post that you're referencing, but actually very closely related to travel. Um, Just a few months, uh, or I'm sorry, just a few weeks before that had happened, I had planned a trip to Hawaii and I had been asking my manager day after day after day if she would approve that request for me to go to Hawaii. trip that I wanted to take really, really bad. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she kept telling me that she could, she was going to get back to me. She was going to get back to me. So one night I was at home and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to will this to happen. I went online. I bought my plane tickets. I booked my hotel room. And the next day she told me that I couldn't have the time off, that it wasn't going to be approved. Um, and so that happened. And then the promotion that I thought I had that I didn't really Mm -hmm. have happened. Um, and that's when I decided, uh, you know what, I can't, I can't keep waiting for somebody else to give me permission to live my life the way that I want to live it. Like if I want to go to Hawaii, I should be able to go to Hawaii. I should not be having somebody else make that decision for me. Um, and so that's a day that I decided I would quit my job. Definitely. So, and then, so was the entrepreneurial leap, was that something that you've always had in the back of your mind or was it finally, that was the last straw, it's time for you to have more control over your life? Yeah, it was never, I, I, I wasn't familiar with entrepreneurship really at all. Even up to that point in time, I wasn't really sure what the alternative was. And so it was kind of like I had just been pushed so far that I didn't really know what was going to happen when I did quit my job. Mm -hmm. I just knew that there had to be another way. And, you know, that's when I kind of started thinking like, okay, I've heard of these people who like run their own businesses and, and maybe they've created something new or, um, you know, they, they've become a, a published author or they do coaching. And I just never really thought about it in that way before, I guess, until I got to that um, breaking point. And yep. so once I did, then I kind of started thinking, OK, I could do this like I can quit my job and I'm just going to have to figure out how to start my own business. No biggie, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> So you, you're now uh, for quite some time are a part of the Entrepreneur on Fire movement and you uh, you started your own podcast, Kate's Take. What, um, 
what can you tell our listeners is the number one way to grow their business, whether it's a podcast, blog, how should they grow that uh, that next step for them? Uh, I think it starts one person at a time. So just start making connections. That's been really valuable for me on my journey to just know that it's not like some secret strategy that requires all kinds of software and like loads of money that you invest into something. It's just investing time in yourself to put yourself out there and to go to meetups and to go to events and try to connect with people who are where you want to be online. Um, and it doesn't have to be a paid mentorship or paid coaching or anything like that. There's so huge of there's such a huge opportunity right now online to learn and gain so much value from other people. Um, and I don't think that we take enough advantage of that because we're constantly thinking that there's like some secret method or strategy that we should be using when in reality, I think it starts with connections and the relationships that you have. Definitely. So closing out this section, this interview, what advice would you give a, a couple out there that want to make travel more of a lifestyle and specifically want to start their own business? Mm, you know, uh, honestly, for John and I, it started with that trip. And before we took that trip, I don't think we really understood what it meant to run a business and travel at the same time. And we've come such a long way from the time that we took that trip. Um, mm -hmm. You know, to my point of saying like now, instead of going away for two weeks at a time, sometimes we go away for six weeks, sometimes we go away for eight weeks. And it's been such like a, a ongoing evolution and a learning experience and a learning process. But that that learning process can't start until you do it and you see what happens and you understand what it's like to travel and run a business at the same time or you understand what it's like to travel and unplug from your business. Um, so I would say to anyone who's out there, couples who are thinking about becoming entrepreneurs, who are already entrepreneurs and who want to create more of like a travel lifestyle out of their life and their business is that you, you got to get the ball rolling with your business and then you have to go out and travel to see how that setup is going to work for you. Cause you know, it's going to be different for everyone. I couldn't agree anymore. Well, there you have it. Kate Erickson sharing her travel stories with you today on the To The Nations Worldwide Travel Couple Podcast. Kate, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and joining us on this podcast. Oh, you're welcome, Michael. Thanks so much for inviting me. I want to give you the rest of the time here just to just share what you have next and uh, any way that people can reach out to you and where they can check you out. Ah, uh, yeah, actually, so super exciting. If um, I, I know that you had just recently chatted with John, but this has even happened since you chatted with John. We just booked wow. a, um, let me see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, a 14-stop trip to Europe. <laughs> oh, my. Wow. <laughs> so that's coming up for us this fall, which we're really, really excited about. Um, and that's in conjunction with a, a journal that we're launching pretty soon called the Podcast Journal that's going to help people go from idea to launch with their podcast in 50 days. So we're super stoked about that as well. 
Um, and I'd love to connect with anyone who's tuning in. I love sharing travel tips. I love connecting with um, couples who are entrepreneurs and looking to do their own thing together, travel together, whatever it might be. Um, and you can reach out to me via email. My email is kate at eofire.com. Thank you to all of our listeners out there, to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 13 for this particular episode's show notes. Leave a comment on the page. We'll be sure to get back to you. And if you would be so kind, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie. Hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide.